Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to PCCA's Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA very special podcast. This is our 100th episode. If you were to ask me where which direction we were headed five years ago, I, I wouldn't have been able to give you a clear answer. And I am beyond honored to be a part of the voice of PCCA in this podcast domain and joined with Sebastian Dennison for the hundredth time. One hundo. One hundo. I, I can't believe we've talked this much. We've talked a lot. You and I have probably spoken a lot more, even offline. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have our audience, the followers, the individuals that represent independent community compounding, uh, those that have just stayed along throughout our journey. It's been a ton of fun. We started this episode in August of 2018. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely carry through our introduction for who is our guest today. Uh, just making a comment about the podcast and where we came up with the idea. If you were to tell me four and a half years ago that we were going to have 100 episodes worth of content, I would have said that's going to be a struggle, but I think organically it just it just naturally happened. We we encountered amazing team members from pharmacies along the way, people who provided ideas. We had a chance to meet with physicians, other members, um, critical industry-related individuals within our pharmacy space that we were honored to have as guests, and most notably, a ton of individuals from our company that have been willing to share on an open public domain, which is really, really cool, um, especially for a membership organization like ourselves, uh, just to churn out a ton of content, a lot of useful information for anybody relating to independent community pharmacy um, and the science behind personalized medication. So it's been an absolute honor, uh, not only to do this with you, Seb, because you know we've had a lot of fun along the way, we're, we're taking things back today to where it all started. Well, it's amazing to me, Mike, is like we were, we're at 100, but what has changed in the last four and a half years to what we've, where we are today? Yeah. I'm just blown away and it's been an absolute honor doing it with you as well. So yeah, it's been a very, very thoughtful words. It's been a blast. And and when we, we first recorded our, our very first episode, if you want to call it that pilot <laughs> episode, our, our trial episode, you or you nor I never had any formal podcast training. So I, I hope that we've improved uh, along the way. I don't think you and I probably have a fear of going back and listening to that first episode. The one thing that's probably remained consistent is our special guest today. So our, our very first episode featured Jim Smith, president of PCCA, and we are so lucky to have Jim back in the same seat in a different studio for episode 100. So welcome, Jim. Thank you. Wow. What an, what an honor to be here for sure, guys. And let me be the first to say, I won't be the first one who thought it, because as soon as you guys said, we can't believe we were able to speak or have enough to talk about for 100 episodes, um, I know you both, and I am not shocked at all. That not, <laughs> only, thing I'm, only thing I'm shocked of is that you had any kind of break in your talking between then and now. <laughs> That's been the hard part to manage, is who speaks next. But yeah. I, I think... Um, all the credit to our sound guys, too, who have done an amazing job over the years. I know Jason Wheeler is here. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. he's a, a previous uh, PCCA employee of the year and does amazing things. And 
our our sound our sound production doesn't get enough credit because they they make this episode sound and look amazing even through a time where we were doing this over Zoom. Uh, it's just good to think back of the journey that we've had uh, going through a pandemic and lockdowns and times that we didn't have the benefit of being with one another and still pulling off this this podcast and still getting guests and you know, still making sure that we were delivering to our audience. You know, Jim, thanks for taking the time today, you know, doing my own retrospective review, like I said, thinking back about the first episode. Uh, we had a chance to connect prior to recording that very first time. And the conversation point was, what do we want to talk about? Because, you know, we have limited time together. Our podcast format has always followed the 25, 30, 35, 40 minute if you want to call it program uh, for, for what it's worth, we're not a three hour episode uh, at any given time. But when you and I first decided what, what direction we wanted to take, it was really about where, where's PCCA headed? Where is personalized medication headed? Where is compounding headed? And I think a lot of those conversations points stick in my mind as being quite fresh. And if you were to give, you know, your five year vision in 2018 versus where we are today in the beginning of 2023, I think you were pretty accurate given the positivity that you had for this domain in this space. Well, Mike, if you can remember what I said in that first uh, first interview, you have got a way, way better memory than I have. Um, you know, I'm just always looking from where I'm at. I'm not really thinking about marking time or anything else. One thing I do remember about that first episode I remember being so grateful that this was not a visual medium <laughs> and uh, because sitting between you two, these are a couple of muscle bound guys, you know, Mr. Mr. and Mr. Fit. <laughs> and uh, it's like, you know, I hope our industry is headed a different direction than my physical body is headed. And uh, my oh. hair, my hair has, has gotten more white. Those are the things that have changed over time. So I hope I wasn't making any predictions about that five years ago <laughs> where, where things were. Absolutely not. If it, if well, anything, what, what I got from that episode and what our listeners got from that was, you know, the overall positive nature of all the great things that our member pharmacies were doing. And, and I think that is what has been held true. Like anything in life, there's obstacles, there's challenges. You know, I, I referred to, um, you know, the difficult times that we had in 2020. I, that was a de definitely an obstacle for independence and how they were dealing with patients and getting access to medication. You know, that was just one of the things that they dealt with. But from an overall macroeconomic view, if you want to take a look at it from that perspective, compounding is thriving. Independent community pharmacies are doing amazing things with their patients and their physicians. And I think that was your primary message. Yep. Well, it should remain so. Of course, none of us could have predicted COVID. Uh, that there may be somebody out there who could have, but <laughs> I didn't see it coming. And with the with that, there was a lot of uncertainty about you know how how does anything in business uh, continue through something like that, and to see the compounding industry just take that on and and uh, step up to the plate and do whatever was needed, uh, making sure that staff were in place, that protocols were there to make sure we got through all of that. That was certainly something unpredictable, but boy, could I not be more thrilled that the special needs that people have. Uh, that's what's driving the, our, the entire industry of compounding is that people and animals have needs that are unmet by commercial medications. So that's not news to anybody, but given that that's the foundation of where everything is, um, you got to stop and say, 
is that trend growing or is that trend shrinking? Are people heading toward more customization or do they want more things that are, uh, you know, made for everybody? And I think we very accurately said, we think the trend is people are going to want more specialization, customization, and that we are in our infancy of where that thought, that idea is at and where it's going to grow. It's a seed, and it's a seed that's germinated. It's a certain seed that is growing, and the, the ability of that seed to continue to grow and continue to at, produce more fruit, you know, if we want to use that kind of an analogy, I do think we're just in our infancy of where this is all going. Uh, people want more things customized. The issue about quality is, of course, always on the other side, and that's what's driving uh, the, the, the people that seem to own that message. Their push is putting question marks behind the idea that customized medications can be done in a way that represents the quality that's needed uh, to, to protect people out there. Those of you who are listening to this podcast, I don't think there's a soul who would who would be going sharing that thought. Um, all of you are your first thoughts are about the quality and how do you meet the need, and then how do you do it in a way that protects the uh, the patient, your reputation as as your whole career is built around. How well do you do what you do? Thank you for making sure that you're competent. Thank you for making sure that you have the expertise and training that you do, the mindset to make sure things are going forward, because that's what's driven things and will continue to drive things into the future. We're going to go up against that headwind of uh, the idea that maybe maybe that's there's a need out there, but it can't be met appropriately. You listening to this podcast have been the ones and will continue to be the ones who make sure that that idea is met with force. <laughs> it's met with certainty that absolutely you can meet that demand and meet it in a way that's unique. So I see nothing ahead, but continued, uh, this idea of customization is going to continue to grow. People want personalized medicine. We're going to see the idea of personalization just take off in a huge way, bigger and bigger than we have. We may have a couple of years where we're still struggling. I Something tells me that when we get past 25 and uh, on up to 30, those years are going to be big booms. And I, I've just got a lot of thoughts about why I think that, but um, I, I believe it's where we're going. I probably said way too much. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, Not I was going to say, I think, I think if anyone's listening to the underlying message, which is you're seeing any challenges that we've faced over the last number of years, um, are actually opportunities and you're seeing it as almost taking root because we've been doing things so much more, I'm going to use your word, uh, with that quality aspect in mind and to the best of our abilities under new challenges, you're seeing the, uh, sort of a, a wider spread adoption and acceptance to what we are doing because there seems to be this need as well as, uh, a better understanding because the challenges that we faced over the last arguably two and a half years has really kind of brought a lot of compounding and innovative care um, and the flexibility and the ability to adapt to need um, across the entire medical profession. Everything yeah. from the use of um, new treatment protocols and um, ideas that we need to care for patients in a different manner that is much more customized or specific mm -hmm has really blown up. So I, I, I always listen to your message and I hear 
the positivity with the the really, really unique perspective of thank you for giving me this challenge, this opportunity to show what we can do better. So, wow. and that's what I get from you. That's well, that, this is why I love you as a leader. It's just like, ah, Jim, what is he going to talk about today? And I'm just jazzed up. This weird. Can I just chime in for one sec? Over 100 episodes, one thing that I've noticed is that sometimes completely random, Sebastian and I, based on wavelength, take each other's thought or comment. <laughs> and, and it's been amazing because I was like, you know what, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait to chime in on this topic. And, and, and Seb just exactly said, it, and I wanted to chime in as well. Um, you have an amazing uh, message, Jim, that you get to deliver to the public audience. Fortunately, on our behalf, you know, we're led by you within your presidency and that inspirational, motivational commentary is great for all the employees here at PCCA, but you somehow serve the obligation to all of our members at the exact same time, which is an amazing thing that just kind of resonated with me as you were speaking, because I think a lot of our members look to you and it could be an indirect way. You represent compounding pharmacy um, because you represent PCCA members. And I just wanted to thank you for that too, because wow. everything that you were sharing, you know, I was like, you know, this is a great motivational message. If, if you have the interest of getting involved and in opening up your own independent community pharmacy and your journey has, you know, you're very early on in it and it's just been birthed and you're thinking about opening a pharmacy and you just heard everything that Jim said, that's motivation enough to go ahead and start doing it. And just want to thank you for that because wow. It, a lot of people do look up to you in, in that respect and regard as well. And I think Sebastian said it great. Um, you know, thinking about that statement moving forward, that positivity about the market constantly having a focus on customization of or personalization of medication, you know, there will always be newer therapies, things that, you know, physicians, that doctors are looking at as, as being an alternative or something that can complement current commercially available medications. I think that's the exciting part. It's never stopped. I've personally have been in this market for 21 years. So many different things have come out of it in a positive manner. And, and I think that's the cool stuff. Do we really know what's gonna be around in five years or what's gonna explode? I can think of you, Seb, focusing so much on low dose naltrexone and being almost like our resident expert in that domain. Five years ago, it was at its infancy. Um, mm -hmm. So we we spoke about it. We it was there. Physicians were were looking at low dose naltrexone as being something that could can hone in on certain disease states. But where we're at today is unfathomable. So I think of stuff like that as being an opportunity, as being a legitimate therapeutic disease state that you know we might not be able to pinpoint by episode two hundred. You know <laughs> what we're going to be talking about. So, but all in all, Jim, thanks again for sharing that message. I think that's the motivational piece that our listeners need to hear as well, because this is this is all great stuff, and it's and we're growing. <laughs> I th I just want to say thank you. I'm humbled by by your words. I I don't ever see myself really as the person who is the the voice box for our membership. I have the heart of our membership in mind. I know I do. I, I feel what what you're doing out there. You don't have a bigger cheerleader and somebody who respects what you do than me. And 
I take that internally. That's kind of more of the intern. You guys pay to hear Sebastian talk, you know, it's a, and, and Mike, you know, it's like, um, yeah, people aren't paying to hear Jim Smith say anything out there. And we, uh, we, so thank you. I, I, I'm grateful. I do know that, uh, you know, my, my thoughts, the way I see things um, is oriented toward our, our, the people we serve. And that, that extends to not just our employees here, it definitely extends to our customers and trying to get everybody wrapped around the idea that we're here to help something that's really, really important in the world take root and, and make it happen, knowing that we aren't filling any prescriptions here at PCCA. You know, the, our listeners are the ones who are making all of those things happen in the community. We're just here providing the support and the sunshine and the water and the nutrients best we can so that everything can can take place at the people who are doing the great work. And yeah, they're the, I'm looking right now at one of our PCCA principles, which we're focused on this week. We've got 28 of them and um, we focus on one every week. This one is be relentless about improvement. And I know that that concept is deeply, deeply a part of what goes on here at PCCA. And the reason it's important to us is because we know that we've got to make a difference in, in everybody's life that we're serving. And we, we've got to, we got to keep getting better, whatever that is. And I think that that culture is, is, is spread out amongst our membership. I see it in the people that I do get to interface with externally. I get to see the people who are just focused on making sure everything is always getting better. You know, I hate to go back to in any kind of negative framework when it comes to looking at quality, but those the, the regulators looking at this industry, I have I have never seen any kind of publication that would stop and say, "Hey, here's where this was 20, 30 years ago. Uh, here's where it was last year, and here's where it is now. And man, things are getting a lot better in every every way. I never, I haven't seen that memo come out, but to, I I know that that's what's happening in in our membership. Everywhere we look, we see things getting better, 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 better. I don't see that, you know, in people's face. Um, talking about what great things pharmacy has done to make improvements in making sure that compounded medications are prepared and delivered safely, but it's happening. And so for me, it just builds my confidence so much to, to see what is happening out there. And I, I, don't know how, I don't know how anything I could say would be inspiring to anybody. I'm just observing and communicating <laughs> what I see, what I know, and what I feel. But I do hope that we all uh, you know, share in the vision that we're at the beginning. We're not at the end or in the middle of anything. We are at the beginning of something that's really, really important to a lot of people. And I just want to say thanks to everybody out there who's making that happen. Everybody in here at PCCA who's part of supporting it, making it happen. Thank you guys for 100 episodes <laughs> of sharing with people ideas, thoughts, perspectives, insights, you know, intelligence. You guys have shared so many incredible things over the past hundred episodes. I hope I hope you take some time to celebrate that. It's it's amazing, really, what you've done for people out there. Thanks for just and all of that fits into what we've been talking about. Where are we going? Someplace even bigger and better than where we are. And that I know, that's ahead of us. So I'm I'm gonna turn the conversation a little bit. Yeah. And so now I'm gonna put you on the spot. You can answer as, as deep as you want. 
So as a company, PCCA, if we look backwards, we can see where we've done that improvement, where we've always pursued best practices, where we've pursued highest quality. So what are some of the strategies that we're currently doing that we put into place even a couple of years ago that we're starting to see change as well as what some of the vision is that we have today as, as a company? Because I, I think that's really important. I'm not sure I'll exactly answer what you're asking, but I did have an experience yesterday that was pretty awesome. Um, a lot of you out there will remember a gentleman named Dean King and his wife, Linda King. They were an instrumental part of our company uh, coming up in, in the 90s. Uh, they, they were just a huge part of everything going on operationally here at PCCA and very much in, engaged and involved with the membership. And uh, Dean's been away from the company for quite a while, retired. And uh, I got a text from him. I had a very, very busy day going. And I got a text and it said, Jim, could I come by with my granddaughter who's, who's pre-med? And I'm thinking, how does Dinky have a granddaughter that's already in college? But it, that's the, the situation. And he said, could we come by for a tour? And I'm thinking, how can I dump everything I got here? Because I want to spend time with this guy. And uh, Dean came in, and I, I, I could break away for 30 minutes. And then I got Cindy Hicks. Uh, employee number one here at PCCA to pick up for me where, where I left off. But as I walked Dean through and let him see, you know, the various things that have happened here over the, it's been at least five or six years since Dean's probably been in the building. And to see the changes that we've made physically here, and then to describe how the environment has changed out there in the world, and we've had to respond to it. Therefore, we've had to make all these changes internally. I could just see his mind expanding. You know, he was just going, oh my gosh, that's great. It was also an awesome time to be able to share with him my gratitude for him laying the, such a great foundation. You know, he and many others, the whole King family were huge in making PCCA what it is in terms of our culture, how we think, how we serve. And uh, well, it was great to be able to pay homage to him and right in front of his granddaughter who had never been in the building. And uh, that, that was such a great honor to be able to do something like that. But it did walking around, you know, it, to see the, the changes in our labs, the, the structure of physical things, how and why we, we do things in our purchasing and, and how all that goes in repackaging. That for me gave me some perspective that, man, we have done a lot and continue to do a lot always um, to make things better. So I, I'm just gonna recap, when you say the lab, We've re renovated three different labs. <laughs> That's true. We renovated our teaching and practical lab, both our sterile and non-sterile, to be uh, reflective of the, the current regulations. We've renovated our quality uh, QC, QA lab and our process down there. Uh, we've also renovated our entire R&D and formulations lab. And Mike's giving me a, a, an extra finger. Uh, there's four, <laughs> four labs. Watch that extra so, finger, Mike. And the complete <laughs> renovation uh, three years ago of our repackaging facility, yeah. uh, which is I, the, I was just talking to lab. Yeah. 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 The going. operational quality that you were talking about. And I, I look at the same principle, Jim, about being relentless about improvement. Um, this falls even beyond, you know, regulatory framework. We do things right. We do things properly because we believe in, in a job well done and that lives depend on it. And that's another fourth lab that really is, one of the most that's impactful. the lifeblood of our of our company exactly and and that modern facility and and how we treat a chemical from the moment it arrives here and the SOPs that we have in place to vet and reassess manufacturers 
before that chemical even gets into production into that amazing fourth lab. So I didn't mean to cut you off, Seb, because it actually is a fourth. It's pretty cool to be able to to bring. We talk about what we do to people. I don't care who it is. Even even people in pharmacy that own pharmacies, and we talk about what's going on. They're not engaged with compounding until they come here and actually see what we do. It's hard to really describe it. And once people see it, it all all the lights turn on about what's going on. They see 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 how it's organized and put together to make sure people have everything they need. And, and I'm, now I'm going to reflect this back yeah. to our training and education, because it's not just doing it internally. We changed the entire way of delivering our content to members. We've got PCCA Play. We've got streaming, uh, the ability to do streaming of education and training. Uh, Jason and his entire AV team has been instrumental in that. But we look, had look to at change. the room we're standing yeah, in. Yeah, we've I got mean, a brand new AV room. Wow, it's, it's, an infinity and, wall and, over there. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, podcast set up because you know that was an important piece to add in there but yeah that that changed the the outside of the building still looks the same it's it's yeah. almost the same color as when i arrived here 12 <laughs> years ago um but 20 the ins- 20 <laughs> yeah yeah but the inside has just everything keeps changing and we're always looking for the best best way to do things so well, and that's that that's been under your leadership well i just I, I get to I'm on the ride with you guys. I promise you. You know this is it's amazing to me. It's just as amazing to me as it is to you. I promise you. But uh, thank you. It's been been fun being with us. I my goal in getting into business uh, was to be around a group of people that I trusted and respected, doing something that uh, made a difference in people's lives, doing something that was unusual, and. Uh, Boy, I, I can't think of anything better than the experience I've had here at PCCA. It's been quite amazing to work with the the quality caliber of people. I just sit over there uh, in in my area. I can now look at the, through the new lab into the R and D lab, and I just look across over there, and I'm looking at IQ points that are like triple digits above mine. You know, <laughs> looking over there, just going, "How did we get so many smart people in this place? Unbelievable." build it and they will come apparently that's like a, i don't a thing, know right <laughs> i don't know well they, they keep me here i'll tell yeah. you that but by, by the way you know what just just as you were saying that i realized uh we actually have the sex lab in canada's under renovations to be reflective of the canadian standards you your lab I'm, renovation yeah man. and i'm pretty sure australia is going to be doing the same thing so yeah. like it, it just doesn't stop within the confines of pcca houston well, it, i hope i worldwide. hope you know i'll turn that back onto the business side of things and, and stop and say there's an element of yeah we got all this stuff going but it's like how much investment do you put into something if you don't have utter faith that that's going to be something that's going to you're going to be able to get a return on that and i just put that that wow we got real faith you just put your money where your mouth is you know that that <laughs> has happened uh, with with all of this we see great things continuing to go forward and uh, being part of that quality uh, bringing quality in bigger and bigger ways that that's going to add to the confidence that people have that the compound that's being made specially for them is being done in a way that they can have utter confidence in. Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that was so well said because it wasn't about you know blowing our own horn. I don't think we we try to use this platform for that reason. I think if the message really is to everyone out there, the the constant reinvestment into the organization of what that means to the future of innovation of compounding itself, and and that's firmly our commitment and. 
it's only great things ahead. You know, we, we don't build for today, you build for tomorrow. And, you know, everything that we've been able to accomplish as an organization, all the new members that have come our way since episode one have, have seen the changes as well and have felt the changes, whether it's new base technology development, whether it's, and we've covered that on various episodes in regards to what we've been able to create physically here and, and produce and ship and, and ensure that formulations are also supportive of those products. That's, a, that's an overall outreach of, of what we're able to accomplish as an organization, thus supporting the compounding pharmacies that we serve. You know, Jim, I mentioned the retrospective review. My brain is kind of programmed like that. I always go back and I think of the year prior. I think of the years prior to that. And that's why we do the the podcast years in review. That was my idea from the beginning because I think I it's, love it. it's a cool way to give a review of, of who we are and what, and what we what we've discussed and who we've spoken to throughout the year. But going back to episode one, a lot has happened in our market. And I mentioned this when we started in a positive manner. There's been a lot of wins um, for the compounding industry that we've been somewhat related to, we've been involved with. Um, I think of wins at the 503A approved API list and some of the work that, you know, Dr. AJ Day has, has done personally um, and how that's benefited compounding. There's been advocacy and, and public affairs wins and in our involvement with lawmakers across the board. There's been so many amazing things. What stands out to you? And I don't want to put you on the spot. Do you have any major highlights if you think back over the last few years that something that gives you a sense of pride that we've been involved in that has benefited compounding as a whole? In terms of just specific wins of things, um, I think our involvement with the MOU, certainly some very courageous pharmacies deserve most of the credit for all of that. We did give a lot of support uh, behind there with time, energy, and intellectual input into helping that one resolve. Um, thank you for talking about the, uh, you know, what's available through the PCAC process, what kinds of products are available for compounders to use. Um, AJ has a particular way of thinking and doing things and a manner of speaking that, you know, people listen to. And we're, we're just honored to be able to work with him and all those who support him in all that effort. But uh, I know all, Going back to the specifics, Mike, your brain is oriented toward cataloging all of those things. Mine is <laughs> check off, done, we're moving on to the next thing. So it's like I just don't spend a lot of time looking backwards. But when I do and reflect on it, I, it's just like, wow, we have come a long way. When you get right down to it, anything we're doing is going to be drawing upon our membership and upon the other organizations that we work with uh, that make things happen. So to all of you, we love being the wind under your wings. You guys just keep making it happen, bringing people into your pharmacies and uh, making sure that compounding is seen as not only necessary, but something they can trust. And, and, and that leads into why we are involved. Because personally, and I, I listened to what you said, when you're surrounding yourself with people that uh, want to do better and do good and being part of that, that's our membership. Right there. For That's sure. our membership. And I get to play a small role in it, as we do we all. So uh, it's just, 
yeah, this is why we exist as a company. Sebastian, it's so fun watching your energy. <laughs> your energy no. is spontaneous and it comes from an incredible love of, of our, of the people we get to serve. That I watch. We you. get to work with every I, day I want, who, serve, yeah. who else has a job like that where you get, you just, <laughs> you get to become a work and you're just like, what are you fired up about? My customers. <laughs> like, Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. That's awesome. exactly it. And I, I, funny you say customers and I, I actually look at them as colleagues and, and I know and you do. And actually, truly, they're just taking me to school every day. They're always challenging and always finding better ways, better wow. ways. So, and we pick it up as our, as all of our teams do, all of our independent teams. We're always looking for that sort of reflection of what are we seeing in the community? Well, how do we do improve it here? And it's just, it's, it's such a cool relationship we get to be part of. So, wow. And yeah, Mike, the cataloger. Well, let me tell you about this. He's memory, like just Let's talk about this. Like, like two days after uh, after any month, we've got a sales report that you would yeah. not believe that Mike kicks out. The detail, everything. Like I, I send it out to other colleagues in other industries, just going, "See what we got, guys. <laughs> this is isn't this amazing." <laughs> but uh, yeah, we all got different gifts and different things that we're bringing to the table to make stuff happen. But I I hope the people listening to this realize they've got the same thing going. I know they do. Everybody, we all depend on each other. Um, I do have a couple of uh, other things that I was just wanted to, and I mm. don't really want to timestamp this, um, but we had a very important person in our mm. orbit and I wanted to give them a shout out, Mr. Bob Boudreaux. I know you've got a special relationship as we all do, and I can't think of a better point to discuss his impact and on our entire, entire industry. And I can't let this moment pass without paying our respects. Well, you got you got got me. I uh, hope my voice holds through that one. Um, you know, at this very moment, Bob's funeral is taking place. Mm -hmm. So they'll give us time time stamp to when this is happening <laughs> when we're doing this. But uh, I I know Dave Dave and Cindy are are there, and uh, as are I'm sure many many other people. But you know, Bob Boudreaux. There there are a lot of personalities that have shaped and made a difference in the world of compounding and i don't i, I just don't know anybody bigger than and, uh george george wrench and bob boudreau would be the two names that probably pop out as individuals who just did so much to shape things uh, we were introducing a a student boot camp here student pharmacy students were here at pcca yesterday and in our learning center we have a big six foot styrofoam um Rectal rocket. Rectal rocket right there. <laughs> you know, it's like that thing gets passed around in, in our in our world. It shows up in more videos. Um, I name that thing Bob, and it's named after Bob Boudreau. And, you know, Robert, he and his brother, you know, invented that thing and uh, promoted it. Bob was the promoter of that. I loved how he described it. And uh, I had, I just had a flashback in my memory that I couldn't not share yesterday in front of a yeah. bunch of students who've never met me. I, I had to say, you know, here's how Mr. Boudreaux would promote the rectal rocket. He said, well, before, before you, you get into this, the, this device, you need to know something about anatomy. And he'd draw a couple of converging uh, semicircles up there. And he said, this is an ink hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd talk about how this, this rectal rocket worked. And man, that guy, how he could have us all 
um, in tears all the time. I was just, I was always in tears around Bob and it was mostly in hysterical laughter. I mean, that guy was the funniest guy telling Boudreaux and Thibodeau jokes. Oh my gosh. The and stories then, he has. And then he and could that. flip it and he'd be talking about the most moving, touching story that he had, some, some experience he had with a patient or the touch of the master's hand. If mm-hmm. you've ever heard him recite that, Anyway, uh, Bob Boudreaux, God bless you and your family. Um, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Thank you for everything. Yeah, that's exactly what I think You're, from you, all of us. Big spot in all of our hearts, that's for sure. Thank you for bringing that up, Seb. And I know <clears throat> Jim, you you alluded to to Dean King. <clears throat> we we can go on and on for people that have been involved in this industry and this market for such a long time. Uh, what amazes me is you you think of of our George Wrench award, you know, when it was presented at international to Shelby Freeling in Montana. I know Shelby was on the podcast and she's listening to this episode. I can guarantee it. And her awesome husband, Um, I just got to say, yeah, he's a great guy. And, um, you know, all this history and the people that have, have come and go, unfortunately, and someone and the passing of Bob is just so unfortunate, but the reality that everybody has a place in this market and they've influenced what new compounders are able to do today as a result of, I'm, I'm going to pay homage to it as well, their innovation and their ability to being relentless about improvement. So, you know, somewhere there's a theme in there. It's not just us. It's also our members and their abilities to to look at different dosage forms mm-hmm. like the rectal rocket. I, I will not repeat what you said, Jim, uh, but, <laughs> but but nevertheless, you know, adding some some humor or color to it. There is, there's just so much that has come from our history and... We got an amazing history ahead. <clears throat> Jim, thanks again for doing this. I, I know, mm. you know, thinking back of, you know, our hundredth journey and where we started, it means a lot to us that you were able to to be our our special guest for our hundredth episode. Marking time, brothers. <laughs> we're marking time here. And I I'm to say I'm honored is is uh, really just an understatement for being able to be here to serve and do what we do. Thank you. You know, all those all those thoughts about foundation and the people that um, have been a part of, of making compounding something that's going to keep growing and keep expanding. Um, we'd be here all day and all night talking about those people, about the things that have already happened that are being built upon. I think the thing we need to all focus on is, is boy, when you get a chance to um, thank somebody for what's already happened, please take it but keep your eyes on what's coming up next because that's that's where you're going to your story is going to be part of another part of a foundation. I mean, we're always building the foundation, we're building the building, but it's it's been set out there and you're able to expand and build on what all of that is. You're the next part and we're all the next part. Every one of us every day whatever energy we're putting into anything, our contribution is going to matter. So wear it with pride. Just know that no matter how small it appears, it won't be small when it's all put together. It's all building towards something amazing and it's making a difference for people. So it's an honor to be here with you. You guys keep it up. This uh, uh, Invite me back for 200, okay? 
let's, let's aim for 150 and see where we go from there. So, <laughs> no. um, and now if you need a daily dose of vitamin I, you can reach out to Jim Smith at any point. Vitamin inspiration. You're at, we come talk to you and I always fe leave feeling better. So thank I love you. you. It's mutual, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for, for bringing that energy even to us in the studio today. And I really hope that are, it's resonated with our audience as well. Just a special shout out to all of you guys, everyone who's who's tuned in from the beginning. And if you didn't um, ha have the opportunity to listen to all 100 episodes, everything's on public domain. It's the beauty of podcasting uh, where everyone has the opportunity to go back and, and pick any subject matter that relates to you and what looks interesting. The, the cool thing is, is having everyone along on this journey. Sebastian and I never had an idea of... <laughs> Of our outreach. And of our own either. I don't know. We, we, uh, the amazing thing too is, you know, being privy to uh, analytics and, and, and listening information and then seeing the impact and watching our audience grow and then finding out the amount of countries that we've touched. Because we comment a lot on the United States, on Canada, sometimes Australia. We never believed that we were going to have an outreach of 200 plus countries. Um, so there, there's something to be said about why we do this. Um, we have fun. We hope that our audience and our listeners enjoy it. And, and we, we are truly doing it for everyone who's listening, not for us. This is really to put out information into public domain. Like I mentioned, Jim, it means the world that you were able to do this. Seb, what a journey it's been, but we're not done. Not um, even halfway. We're just marking, uh, an important number today and, and, and our journey into sharing information continues. So once again, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this special episode. We'll obviously be continuously posting, and this is by no means the end of a mortar and pestle. It's, it's only uh, a celebratory marker for us as a company and as a podcast episode. As always, don't forget to tune in and to subscribe. That means that you will not miss an episode and to follow us along on all social media platforms, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Wanted to thank everyone for listening. Once again, this is Mike Delicio. We'll talk to you soon. Mike Delicio. We'll talk to you soon.